Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Friday morning. It's about 6.33 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up one and three quarters at 3.65 and a quarter. November soybeans down three quarters of a cent at 9.99 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat down two and a half at 5.47 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down one and a half at 4.81 and a half. December spring wheat down a half cent at 5.34 and a quarter. U.S. Corn Belt is going to remain mostly dry here really during the next two weeks. Your seven-day precip forecast offering only light rains for parts of Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. Most other areas are going to be uh, very much on the dry side. This is going to continue into the six to 10-day period. Those maps offering odds of below normal rainfall and uh, below normal temperatures as well. So U.S. row crop harvest uh, certainly has a nice window here, uh, has the potential to move along quickly. We'll probably probably see some of that uh, uh, confirmed in Monday's crop progress report from USDA. U.S. soybean export sales are the best on record. Uh, They have been for a few weeks now. Uh, Last week's total of about 3.2 million metric tons for this current marketing year, I believe is the best weekly print on record for a single marketing year. That's about 117 million bushels of beans we sold in just one week. Now, total new crop commitments or or commitments for this uh, 2020-2021 marketing year are 35.5 million metric tons. That's about 1.3 billion bushels. That exceeds the uh, 2014 uh, previous record from 2014 by, I think, 27%. I hope my math's is right on that. Uh, U.S. exporters have already sold, I believe, 61% of the export forecast for the entire year. That's very large, but it's not totally abnormal. I, I don't think that's the best ever in terms of uh, what we sold versus the forecast. But in any case, the uh, export program, very, very strong here. China accounts for 54% of the purchases. U.S. corn sales, uh, also very strong. They're the best in at least 25 years. Uh, total commitments for this marketing year, 22.6 million metric tons. That would exceed the, uh, the the modern record, at least, of from 2007 by about 5%. I'm not sure if we're behind or if we're ahead of that pace from um, 1995 or 1996 yet. Uh, but another strong week of sales. And really, in, in corn, we need all the demand we can get because we've lost so much demand from ethanol. So all the demand we can get via exports, uh, via feed demand, we need every bit of it. Fund traders are still very heavily long the soybean market. Private groups estimating that funds were still not long. Uh, about 200,000 contracts of beans at yesterday's close, despite some selling pressure this week. So... You've still got a big net long here. The fund long peaked at about 235,000 contracts last week, so they've peeled back 35,000 essentially. The record net long for reference is 241,000 contracts from 2012, so we got really close to that. And uh, we're still in in a situation where where the funds are very heavily long the bean market. Funds were still uh, net long about 44,000 contracts of corn at yesterday's close. That's not a heavy long. That's a modest long, but uh, they still do hold a long in the corn market. We'll see an updated uh, commitment of traders report from CFTC after the close today. The U.S. dollar index is likely to finish the week sharply higher. Uh, the most well-followed version of that index is up about 1.8% on the week uh, as of this morning's trade. And uh, this could be, depending on how you read the charts, this could be kind of an upside breakout on the weekly chart. And a strong dollar, of course, is typically seen as being a negative factor for any commodity priced in U.S. dollars. Uh, we have a grain stocks report next week on Wednesday. This is the uh, quarterly grain stocks report. It's, it's stocks as of September 1st, which are essentially your old crop carryout numbers for corn and soybeans and, and then just a, a, a stocks report for wheat. So you could definitely see some volatility 
associated with that report. Um, I'll have some estimates for you early next week. Um, I think the lack of carry in the corn market is interesting. Uh, USDA is projecting essentially the largest U.S. stocks to use ratio since 2005, yet we do not have nearly as much carry in the corn market as we could. Uh, The December 2020 out to July 2021 spread offers less than 17 cents of carry this morning. That is a spread in this sort of environment that would typically trade a 25 or 30 cent carry. And and really in a year like this, now that CME has expanded their uh, storage rates, I mean, you would think if there was ever a year that we were going to go trade some really, really wide carries in this corn market, it would be this year. And uh, it's not happening right now. Could it happen as harvest pushes forward? I suppose that's possible. I'm not sure, quite sure what the reasoning is. Um, Some people might argue that maybe the old crop stocks aren't there. Some people might argue that there is a lack of of uh, farmers selling here for new crop. You know, I, I've talked about how farmers, I think, are going to sell the beans and store the corn. So there's there's a lot of potential reasons. We'll never know exactly why. And maybe they do put some more carry in this thing. But it's kind of interesting uh, when you consider the uh, the implications here. Soybean market is set for its first weekly loss in seven weeks. I think harvest pressure here is a big deal. Um, I've, I've talked at length here now about how farmers should opt to sell beans uh, or deliver beans at harvest or shortly thereafter. And in short term, that's that's a positive. Long term, I believe that could or short term, that's a negative for the market. Long term, I believe it could be a positive. Um, you know, if, if farmers don't have uh, beans in the bin come next spring or summer, that's the type of scenario where you have better upside potential in the market, historically at least. Option expiration is probably uh, something to be aware of in this bean market today. Uh, markets often find themselves pinned to these big, big round numbers at expiration, and that $10 mark November futures uh, looks uh, uh, like a good spot today. Uh, wheat futures have had a tough time despite um, or, or without strong row crop prices this week, I should say. Kansas City wheat futures posted some fresh multi-month highs on just Sunday night, and they've lost, what, 25 or 30 cents um, since then. So it's been kind of an ugly deal here this week. Uh, we still got some elevated global wheat prices on, on the export market, but they've ticked down a little bit this week as well. Cattle futures were higher yesterday. We've got a cattle on feed report after the close today, so be report be prepared for a little bit of uh, volatility come early next week. Cash cattle's been 103 to 105 this week. Ahead of the cash open, the Dow Jones is down 180 points. The S&P's down 17, bonds down a little bit, U.S. dollars higher. Crude oil down 40 cents. Uh, gold continues its descent down another 17 bucks at about uh, 1852 October. Uh, Comex Gold. If you'd like some more information, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan. If you'd like to know when, how, and specifically, I am pricing corn, soybeans, and wheat throughout the year, broken down by uh, crop, by crop year, by percentage. Sign up for that subscription service, 49 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other obligation. Uh, very easy to follow. That email is a nice, quick uh, five-minute read in the morning. Everyone have a great weekend. Uh, I will talk to you on Monday.